0: And and that's a big block, actually, that I I just became aware of is that I've been limiting myself to one discipline for Mm. a long time. And that's that's also programming. If I do visual art, then I have to do only that and then master it and focus all my life on this little skill that I'm going to be the best at. (laughs)
1: Welcome to Shadow Work Podcast. I'm your host and my name is Matt. I started this podcast for two reasons. One, because I think we need a counter narrative to the one being fed to us by society about what it's like to live as an artist. We're constantly told that artists live poor, lonely, miserable lives. And that narrative has kept me from pursuing my dreams for a huge chunk of my life, which is why now I wanna do whatever I can to change that narrative to give us back faith that what we're doing as artists is really just following our soul's true calling and that doing what makes us happy is not spoiled, but actually will allow us to bring inspiration and joy to other people. My second reason for doing this podcast is to create a community. A lot of us don't have a group of artists around us that we can reach out to for support and encouragement when we're struggling, or even just someone who can say, you know what, I've been there too, when we're in a rut or just blocked in any kind of way. So by having open and honest conversations with artists about what it's really like, about the ups and the downs, I hope to bring this sense of community to artists and creatives who really need to hear these conversations. I'll be asking the people I interview how they've overcome their blocks, how they've raised their self-worth, and how they manage to stay sane and productive in their creative lives. So if you know anyone who might benefit from hearing these conversations, please share it with them. And if you feel like it, give us a five-star review. It really helps other people find the podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hello. First off, can you introduce yourself to anyone who might not know you already? Sure.
0: So my name is Elise Esposito and I'm an artist. I come from France, but I've been living in Sweden for the last seven years now. And yeah, my practice right now is mostly drawing and I'm working on a a book, a graphic novel.
1: So is that like mainly what you're preoccupied with at the moment? Is the graphic novel or anything else that takes up your your time?
0: No, it's it's basically it. it's like I um, I decided to go back to school uh, two years ago, so I'm now doing this project full time and taking a student loan. So yeah, it's quite luxurious in a way. The only thing I have to do is to draw the book and uh, I don't have to worry too much about money at the moment and yeah so that takes up all my time
1: that's really cool and how long how long have you have you set aside like time wise to to get it done mm,
0: so the school gives me one full year um, but I, I had started before that and, uh, it takes so much time, <laughs> so I don't think I'll be done before the end of the, the school uh, program, but maybe in total, it will take one and a half year of doing mainly that. And let's see, I might need to do other things at the site to make it work.
1: Yeah, not not to like drive yourself completely crazy with just doing one project. I don't know, for me it's like I think it's really good with times of intense focus on one project, but in order to keep it fun and like living, I don't know, for me it's it's really good to always be doing like I think three different things. Yeah. I think I'm going to want to talk about that graphic novel a little bit later on, but right now I would like to know about your path from where you come from, like how you grew up and like specifically with the, with the focus on how art has been part of your life and what influenced you and, and to where you're standing now.
0: Yeah. So I grew up with a single mom uh, my dad wasn't around and she's always been very supportive and yeah, interested in what I liked and what I wanted to do and trying to help me achieve it. And in the same time, she came from a family of professional musicians. So in her childhood and in her life, art and music was... <laughs> Um when on a professional level, for her, it also meant that her parents weren't around a lot. They were really busy and, um, yeah, they were making good money, but they just weren't home. So I think this created something in her that she would rather have physical attention and presence than a successful career and this combined with the fact that she was a single mom and struggling with making it work with money and safety was important to her. So she kind of um, encouraged me to do art when I was young and I went to this like special school that was like a normal high school but I had this extra option at the side with fine art and like three hours a week, we will paint and the sculptures and things. So she always like tried to find solutions for me to explore this creative um, curiosity I had.
1: Yeah, that's so cool.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, But then when I grew older, she kind of um, figured that it would be a safer option to go towards design. Because there is no work when you're an artist, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's Um, what they tell
0: us. (laughs) Exactly. And I think it was mainly our own fear of uncertainty and financial struggle. So that's what I did. Uh, I went to, I studied applied arts and I was very, I was very good student and I had very good grades so it wasn't so hard to get in and it was very intense program like I don't know 35 hours a week of studying like architecture fashion um graphic design object design um so it was a lot of drawing but it was also yeah very practical and
1: uh, yeah yeah it's interesting with the distinction I think between art and design and i'm more and more coming to a place where i think that that distinction is something that's holding a lot of people back or holding them in certain like perceptions of themselves it's really funny because uh, as you know i have like shame around coming from that design background and now standing in a place saying you know well now i'm an artist and what's the difference really what does it mean i guess for me it's meant that I don't allow people to sort of give me stuff to draw anymore. I don't want to want anybody to tell me what to do with my creativity. But what does it mean for you?
0: Yeah, it's also very new for me. Like, it's to identify myself as an artist and to use these words. even. <laughs> I feel done with graphic design, you know, like i don't want to work for anybody anymore
1: (laughs) and on the other hand you know i think we're both very very lucky because we have a skill set that some artists don't have you know because we picked up that we know how to yeah do graphic design and we know how to make design that that works and products even that have a like a, a value of use you know and i think that's that's a huge plus, actually, being able to just look, make stuff look good on Instagram and whatever it might be, mm. you know, to have that skill set as well.
0: It is, and, and I do feel that it gives me, you know, I don't regret those years of freelancing and studying, and it gives me, like, a ground to stand on, and I can see how it uh, shapes the art that I make now and uh, my drawings, and even when I, like, talk to a publisher I do mention that I have this background of being a graphic designer because I don't know it just gives me some status kind of Um, they know I know what I'm doing with layout and that I have this experience and I'm not just like fooling around (laughs) (laughs) uh, making small drawings Uh, but it's a very it's a society programming as well that's
1: and why, like, who is it that benefits from that really harsh distinction between what is art and what isn't, you know? Like, I don't know who has that need to make that really harsh line there, but I think the the artist, concept of artist is something that is filled with so much shadow. I mean, for me, definitely. And I've not been wanting to take it on for so many years because I used to be an, uh, an art historian. And in that capacity, I worked as a curator and then in a, in a gallery. And I saw all that not so pretty stuff in the art world where it's not really about the work, but it's a lot about like, who says that stuff about the work and who's buying the work of the artist and at like for how much money and all of that stuff. Um,
0: mm. Yeah, totally. And it's it's either that, like the whole business part, and that it's also like in art schools today, it's a lot about, it's very theoretical. I, I find like it's mm-hmm. a lot about writing long texts and <laughs> uh, conceptual um, pieces about art. Yeah, in, in that sense, I, I identify much more as a, handy craft person <laughs> that I just want to do things and build and make things with my hands and rather than just conceptualize abstract ideas you know
1: and exactly yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think you know then if you are like thinking about it in that maker sense then it really You can apply it to all like parts of your life, like baking beautiful cakes or like whatever, you know, you want and be artistic about it in that way, you know, and make it extra. Yeah, I think, you know, that really runs through all people, you know, that need to to do something artistic with our environment,
0: Yes and that took me a while to understand as well that because with graphic design there is always this the function you know like there is a problem and i need to come up with a solution mm-hmm. and um so i had that in me to like what's the point of making art like it's so useless it's just like making pretty pictures or Or it's something very narcissistic that someone does (laughs) to uh, Mm -hmm. express its own feelings. Like that's some programming we have around um, being an artist as well. And some things that I had heard or experienced in my life. And I came to the conclusion that it is very important and valuable to create beauty. Like... Maybe it doesn't have a function, but that's something that human beings have been doing forever. And it's maybe the function is just to touch someone or to make people pause and reflect. And in this society where we always push to be more and more productive and do things for a reason, like it's almost like a a statement to, to only do something for the sake of beauty yeah that that's something that i've been thinking about a lot yeah it's really (laughs) interesting
1: (laughs) okay so um so i want to ask you when you are working in your studio or you're sitting and drawing do you have this voice of an inner hater just going on about something and if you do what does it go on about like what is it telling you and what are you focusing on in your mind when you're creating? Hmm.
0: Yeah, um, who doesn't, right? <laughs> um, but I guess it's more or less loud. <laughs> yeah, depending on what I'm doing and how I'm feeling at the moment. I guess it's most of the time, almost always, is about what are people gonna think of. Mm-hmm what I'm doing yeah some fear of being judged or um also sometimes I'm kind of like right and wrong like if I'm telling a story in with a in my book for example and I'm are people gonna say that that's not the way it goes that's not how people speak or that's not like like there is a a police you know like someone who (laughs) says like (laughs) (laughs) About anatomy and how I draw bodies, and like, is someone gonna comment on the shape of this leg? You know, like, (laughs) and yeah, the way I deal with it is just to remind myself that this is my own perspective and my own expression, and I'm the only one who knows what's right for me, and never mind what people think of it like there are always gonna be people who like it and people who don't and if I create something for people then I'm always gonna be limited in one way so I just try to make it come from the purest more (laughs) authentic and honest place within myself and then hope that it lands somewhere you know
1: yeah that's such an important point um and i do think a lot of mine is also centered around like what will people think and how will this be received and how am (laughs) i gonna make money and will i end up in the street yeah (laughs) Um, and it's really i mean my counter right now when i notice it which 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 is more and more uh, i think um my counter narrative to it is just like to start a gratitude practice like immediately and just count my blessings and be like, I'm so grateful for this and that. And, you know, starting with, I'm grateful I woke up this morning and then just going along, you know, Hmm. cause then at least I know that in, in those moments, my brain is focusing on what I could be grateful for. And instead of like, what's going to happen tomorrow or in 10 years, because like what other people think we can't control that so you know I think starting to notice when we think about that a lot and letting it go and flowing with what what is true for us is like so important so so how did you get to a place where you are able to say that now
0: how did I get here (laughs) (laughs) I think it's uh, it has to do with also my own spiritual practice and Gaining confidence and a sense of knowing and trusting that i'm I'm taken care of, like <laughs> that yeah. there is something bigger that is always gonna be. I'm supported and I am loved unconditionally as long as I am brave enough to follow this path of mine and mm. um that gives me a, a lot of comfort. It helps me to just stay centered and to not yeah, get lost in expectations or what other people think of me or what other people want me to do in my life and to really come back to that place in me where I know what's best for me and, and do my best to follow that.
1: Yeah and i love that you saying that because i think spirituality is such a huge part of being creative for me mainly because when i'm doing the work that i'm doing which is a lot of shadow work in my book and with this podcast and everything i need spirituality in order to reinforce being brave you know like i don't think i could do it without having something to turn to that's bigger than me and and feeling yeah you know exactly like held and supported in it and and knowing that this is sort of this is god's will for me and i'm doing god's work i'm i know god is an annoying concept to deal with it's just easier for me to say um not meaning a christian god but (laughs) higher power whatever yeah and i think once i've once i connected my work just got so much braver and so much more important. And now it's about, you know, human nature. And I think, like you said, we all have our own perspective on that. And your voice in that and mine is is super important, you know, just because they're ours. Mm. Yeah, yeah,
0: I definitely feel that. And it also helps me whenever I'm, I feel a bit lost in my process of like, for example, with this book I'm making, it is such a ambitious uh, enterprise. And sometimes it's easy to, I just start thinking of everything that I don't know and how, how is the next chapter going to be? And like, there are all those parameters that I haven't figured out yet. But if I just trust that, that it's all gonna come together at some point, and that it's it's a story that is channeled through me <laughs> and mm-hmm. it already exists, and the only thing I have to do is to like focus on the next step. And it can be a tiny step, but there is what I've learned is that there is always one thing that I'm sure of. Like there is always one thing I know that I can do. May it be like drawing the next page or the next frame or the or like there is always this um, scene I know is going to be part of the book like there is always one little thing that I I can do and take this step forwards and then it leads me to the next and to the next and to the next and that also is a big help for me just this sense of trusting that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like and sort of letting go of that that sense of urgency, like, oh, I should have been done with this already. And trusting sort of the divine tempo, I think, is is yeah, it's so important. Um what I get from 12 step program is one day at a time. And I have that hanging in my studio because I think it's so important, you know, we we can't get lost in like the magnitude of our projects, but one day at a time really seems to work or even like yeah like you say you know I know that I can do this one frame and (laughs) that's enough sometimes to keep you going Mm,
0: yeah exactly
1: yeah Mm. okay so um I want to ask you about if you've had any major breakthroughs in your artistic journey and also in connection with that if you've taken any detours and what came of them um, I think that freelancing
0: as a graphic designer was a pretty long detour. <laughs> I don't regret any of it. And I was actually working with my ex-boyfriend and we had a, a little studio together. It was a beautiful experience. Um, and it also came with a lot of challenges, And but it was me Proving myself that I can do it, but I, when I look back at it, I can also see that it was an idea I had. That's how my life was gonna look like. I was gonna mm. have a little studio, and maybe with a partner, and uh, do it on my own, and I, all of that. And yeah, I can see that I've been trying to force myself into this beautiful picture. <laughs> And yeah, when I, I had some moments where it wasn't really working out or we weren't making enough money and I had to go work in a cafe or having another job at the side. And I remember feeling this deep sense of failure. I didn't make it like now I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going having a shitty job or whatever, like all those judgments and those voices in my head. And I had to really stop and look at it and try to understand where it came from and who were those voices telling me that mm. what was a failure and what wasn't. And why I wa- why was I trying so hard to have this life that I thought I wanted? <laughs> um, And yeah, that was a relief, I think, when I decided to stop working in the studio Mm -hmm. um, and to go back to school because that meant reconnecting to my own process and, and really coming back to the joy of it. And maybe it also meant that... I had no idea <laughs> where what, what was gonna come next, but at least I was doing something that felt aligned.
1: And how did you find the courage to to sort of change your path there if you if you know? Or did it just come to you more like intuitively?
0: I think it was a number of different things. <laughs> One of them was so as I said, I was working with my ex-boyfriend, and um, that was—it was really amazing to that we could create together, and like you know, the power of collaboration. And what we made was the him and me, and it created something that none of. Like I couldn't have done it alone, and he couldn't have done it alone, mm-hmm. and and that was really powerful. Um, but on the other hand, it was also very frustrating sometimes and challenging to just be stuck together for so many hours, trying to like find solutions that we were both both satisfied with. And so um, one thing that happened is that I, I started to draw at the side just for myself, Um, Mm. a series of drawing and and I also understood that I had a big blockage around drawing like from many years earlier when I was in school and I had this teacher that I was looking up to and he, he said one day like that basically you're not good at drawing if you can't draw directly with the ink pen. Um, Oh, like anybody who needs sketches Mm. is not a a real one, you know, and that really (laughs) fucked it up for me because I, for years, I thought I just wasn't good at it. So it was a combination of understanding all of this and just start to draw and see that I could do it and finding my process and going beyond this fear and from there it was hard to, to go back you know <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah 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 definitely it's, it's so interesting with these art teacher uh, art teachers and like how they put blocks in us I mean <laughs> yes. I remember one one art teacher of mine uh, told me that my work made him nauseous and uh. yeah yeah that was really we were supposed to make a paraphrase of, of some piece from art history. I can't remember what it's called today, but I made like a, some woman giving birth to some something. And so it was, there was obviously like a vagina in the picture and he couldn't, I guess, deal with it. And it's happened to me a couple of times with people exhibiting my work and stuff. Like if I, yeah, if I go there, they, they back off. Like they like, no, it's too much for us, you know? mm. It's just interesting with the blocks. Have you found any other, any other blocks? If when you've been going through, like, what might have stopped you from doing what you really want? It's one of the soul level.
0: Mm, yeah, the fear of not making money is the big one. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, of being the broke artist. Um,
1: That's a big one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. So I've been trying to find people and you're one of them <laughs> who are really embracing their path and are s- successful and just doing it. And the more I, I see it, the more I believe that it's possible and that if I truly do what I'm supposed to do here on Earth, I, I will be supported yeah Um,
1: I think that that is how it is and I think you know the more we dare to step into our true path and really do what we're here to do as you say the more we are supported I mean, recently I committed in, in this way that I'm like, I'm gonna do this. And if I end up on the street, that's fine. I'll have a few years like being homeless. And then if that sucks, I'm just, I'm not going back to anywhere where I don't feel real because I've been faking it. I feel like for so many years doing other stuff for money and it just doesn't make sense for me anymore. I don't think I can go back. Uh, so yeah, (laughs) that's one side effect is like, (laughs) (laughs) so let me ask you about, about triggers when it comes to, to art or or other artists or like stuff you see when you're scrolling on Instagram. Do you have any, any sort of stuff come up there?
0: I think I'm still triggered by the fact that I'm, I'm not completely there yet. Like, um, I mean, as I said, I'm still in school. Uh, mm. I mean, right now, and living on this student loan, and so I feel like like a baby in this world sometimes. <laughs> that I'm just mm. like, I have so much to expand on, and um, I'm I'm not really living my vision and mm. my dream, artist life yet so sometimes I feel triggered by that like or even you inviting me in this podcast and I was like but uh, (laughs) all the other ones are real artists (laughs) some kind of uh, just comparing myself um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and having low self-worth around that sometimes
1: I think we we all struggle a lot with comparing ourselves to other people and i i find i do it if if i scroll past something and it has like so many comments and so many likes and i'm like oh (laughs) Mm. (laughs) i'm not there you know but i yeah this there's always something to work on i think with it yeah like i i i say you know trying to enjoy where you are now because i i have the same like that i'm not hundred percent there yet well I'm closer to really living my authentic life now than I've ever been but I'm still not there you know so so how do we get the most out of where we are that's I guess that's the trick right yeah
0: exactly and it's always gonna be a process and it's also like you're older than me and sometimes yeah. I talk with people that are younger than me and I realize how far I've come already and
1: I just Mm -hmm. like
0: yeah it's like it's important for sure to just pause and celebrate where I am
1: yeah so if you want to I would love to hear about your book just like what it's about and what what made you start the project and uh, and just getting into that a little bit sure
0: it's actually quite funny how it happened because I really see it as it just like fell into my lap you know it was Mm. like uh, and it was that time of my life where I was uh, starting to draw more for myself and uh, creating space in my life to see what was gonna come Um, and in a very short period of time I met someone who was gonna was going to the school the comic art school i'm going to now and then i met with this other friend and it was like a series of serendipities that um led me to have this idea like it really came out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and i was like okay yeah yeah that's like a book idea (laughs) yeah next thing you know i met someone who told me about the scholarship and so I applied and I got in, I got in the school and then I got the scholarship and it was just like, okay, universe, <laughs> I, I guess yeah. I'm doing this now. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it was very, like, I could not, not do it, you know?
1: Right, um, right, right.
0: So the book, it, it's a fiction story, um, mm-hmm. and it takes place in a near future. So it's, it feels like it's now, but it's some things are a bit off and um, a bit like Black Mirror, maybe. Um, it's, it's about technology, partly. And mm-hmm. um, it's about a couple and they go through a crisis because she decides to upload herself to the cloud and really go all in in a digital reality. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he he doesn't want to do that. And so they're going to split. And he's going to end up in the woods, like in an offline, off-grid community. So <laughs> it's a lot about, yeah, how can we be conscious about how we engage with technology and um it's also love story and it's about compromises and this kind of longing for something bigger and to Mm -hmm. belong to sounds great (laughs) (laughs) thank you
1: Really nice. It's um it's funny when you tell me the story about how it happened, like how it sort of came to you. Um and it reminds me of when I when when I had studied art history, I was done with it and I had a master's degree. Um, I I tried to get a job for like three years and I I wasn't getting any jobs, like no interviews, no nothing. Nobody like wanted to hire me at all. Mm. And then I, and then I was talking to my friend, she was a chef and she was like, Oh, maybe you should try something else. And I was like, Oh, really? Should I really like, I already have this education. It took me six years. And am I going to change my course right now? And then I finally decided, you know, that I was going to try to apply for this graphic design school. Yeah, And as soon as I did that, it felt like all the doors just blew open. Like all the ones that i been so shut when I was trying for a job in art history was just like, oh, yeah, get into the school. I got a, a place to I was like a, an apprentice for, for four years and I easily got that job. And later I was like flowing with it. It was just like. I think you know the universe was like, well, this is more like in the direction that we want you to go. So we're gonna open all the doors. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Sometimes it's just like we're, we, yeah, we're trying to go against and like knock at these closed doors for hours and months and years just because we have a an idea of how things should be instead of just surrendering <laughs> and yeah. see where it leads us.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. And I definitely when that happened to me, I definitely noticed it and I was like, "Okay, this is a real thing." Like I really felt the power of being very clearly guided um in an in this direction. So, ha- has that happened to you other times in your life?
0: I think it happened to me with me moving to Sweden and with traveling, like just it just came to me that I need to go to this place and then mm-hmm. When I got there, I just it made so much sense why yeah <laughs> why the universe led me there and yeah, and it's just very fun to to uh, follow those little hints, um yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. definitely yeah, like and and try to do everything with a little bit less fear I mean, for me, it's been huge because i've been so fearful for much of my life so now when i'm just like oh let's try this and why not that and then it, it just feels much more like a game and something i'm playing instead of something where i have to be scared <laughs> all the time
0: yeah <laughs> Which it's, is, it's almost yeah. addictive <laughs> it,
1: I really mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. do all those scary things one after the other. Yeah, that definitely happened to me to be like, okay, what's the scariest thing I could do right now <laughs> and do it. I don't know, it just I really got a kick out of being brave and like getting rid of all the things that were holding me back and then I was just like, what is the next thing? What is the next thing? <laughs> and it's so liberating. Yeah
1: it really is yeah and and i do think you know you get you get some kind of high from yeah from doing scary stuff and being vulnerable I, I it's a big thing for me to to talk about like well this this whole podcast is about talking about stuff that that is shameful or scary to talk about because we don't usually do it and i just want to like do my part to throw all that out there i think yeah
0: so important
1: Okay so um I want to I want to move on to do you have any routine in your day to keep you sort of sane and productive any kind of things you do that encourage your creative flow
0: it's very it's a lot of things put together and mm-hmm. uh, that's one thing that I've learned about myself and I think it applies to many of us. It's just like before I am an artist or a graphic designer or whatever my mission is, I am a human being and I am living in this beautiful machine <laughs> that's called <laughs> a human body. <laughs> and um, I need to take care of my health and my mental health and um, so it's a series of things of it's really finding that sweet spot and that balance of how much I sleep, what I eat. Um, do I have a, a practice of meditation and moving my body and getting some exercise? I cannot be good at my work if I neglect those other parts. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one for me and to not feel guilty if I'm resting or taking a long break to cook something uh, or watching a movie or go out to meet friends, like really try to listen to what my soul and my body needs in the moment. And if that means that I'm taking a break from my work, then it's okay because it It feeds my creativity and um, sometimes I get ideas when not in the studio and it's like a lifestyle (laughs) more than the actual time I spend in front of the drawing table. So that's one thing. And, And then also just the discipline of showing up. I see it as it's like having a conversation with my book and it feels like it's more important to keep the conversation going than to talk for hours every day. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. so sometimes I will just work one or two hours a day and, and that's enough because it means that I'm still engaging and being open to receive um, mm-hmm. and showing up for it. So, that's one and and then it's also trying to especially with this project that uh, it's very like i need to hold in the long run you know like
1: because Mm. it it it's like a marathon
0: (laughs) exactly so it's all about also not hurting my hand or my wrist and how how am i sitting and uh, taking short breaks when i'm working so i have for example this like hourglass that's half an hour so i i do shifts that are <laughs> half mm. an hour and then when the sand went through i i take a little break and then do another shift and just small tweaks.
1: and yeah that's a really good idea and i think you know that about taking care of your body is so important um I tend to overwork and I've been doing that for many, many years. And I don't know, for me, it's been really hard to take a guilt-free break. It's something I've been starting to do for like the last year. Mm. And, and what I found is that my flow is so much better when I, I, I call it live by life because that's really what, what I'm doing. I guess when I'm just taking a walk at the cemetery or talking to a friend or dancing to music or whatever it might be and, I just think I don't know if it's if it's us creatives or it's my generation or, or what. But it seems like I really have had this uh, uh, like block for a long time. If I'm not productive, I'm not worth anything. You know, I'm just taking up space here. Then, <laughs> and yeah, I, I've really needed to sort of reprogram that in in myself.
0: Yeah, it's a big one. And- mm. And, but it's also like, because the more I I did it, the more I understood, um, like maybe I'm watching a movie and there is something in the movie that gives me the little information I need to keep working, exactly. like something I was blown up, like a conversation or it's way more holistic and organic than, than we yeah. thought it is.
1: Yeah. And, and your work, it's so much better too. So
0: and you mentioned dancing and that's also a big mm. one for me. And and that's just like getting the, because I believe that this creative energy is at the end of the day is this life force that's mm. running through us. And it's the same one than sensual energy or sexual energy. Like it's something it's just getting those juices flowing <laughs> and, mm, yeah. and, and dance is such a great, way for me to achieve that because it's playful and it's just like yeah moving my body and and get to that zone you know like this flow Mm.
1: yeah it's very inspiring for me to see you dance because I don't do it enough I I want to do it more and I don't know how to get started but (laughs) at some point I'm sure I'll jump into it
0: yeah and and that's a big block actually that I, I just became aware of is that I've been limiting myself to one discipline for mm. a long time and that's that's also programming. If I do visual art, then I have to do only that and then master
1: it and focus
0: all my life on this little skill that I'm gonna
1: be the best at yeah Um, for sure that's programming
0: yeah as soon as I understood that and I stopped limiting myself and just play around with instruments and dance and like yeah you're doing ceramics or even cooking like just doing other creative things with my hands and Mm -hmm. uh, it just it just feeds each other
1: and it's so so much yeah yeah. That's a big yeah. one. It's a really it's a really good point to get out there, I think, because yeah, I don't know when that starts, but I've definitely had it too that you know, you have to stick to this one thing. I think it's when I started reading Julia Cameron, The Artist Way, and I did that twelve week course that she has, which really started I mean, that book is my Bible and it set oh, me I love yeah, that. It's amazing. Uh yeah, so Everybody should read that and do the twelve weeks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And and she one of her main things is that thing, you know, that you can you can do everything creatively. Like you don't it doesn't have to be your serious piece of art or the symphony you're working on. It could just be that small little drawing on a on a rock, you know.
0: Yeah. Because the programming we we have in western societies that yeah if you do something then you have to be good at it and you have to make a career and make money out of it Mm -hmm. so if i'm if i start dancing but i'm not good enough to be a professional dancer then then it's no point i i just shouldn't even start but Uh, yeah (laughs) how about having fun yeah but
1: we get (laughs) Exactly, and and we can get so much joy out of those things, and expressing ourselves in different ways, and being silly and weird and not perfect. I mean, mm. perfection is another thing that I'm just like, I'm on the I'm on the war path with it. Uh, and this, it comes up like all the time with this podcast too. You know, it's like I don't really know how to do audio. I don't know how to cut and like edit and all of that. But I think you know it comes to a point where you just have to be like well it's important what I'm doing and I'm just going to put it out there and if everything has to be perfect you know we would never do anything so
0: Mm, yeah do you struggle
1: perfectionism at all or how
0: I totally do (laughs) Uh, I'm definitely a perfectionist and a control freak and um yeah that's one of my big shadow thing is like um uh, being too serious and uptight you know uh, mm-hmm. and like boring, like just being the good girl and making things how they're supposed to be done and um that's why I'm I'm trying to find different ways to take myself less seriously and it's very healing and dancing being silly or get things done even if it's not perfect like you say like uh, just use colors when i usually only use black and white or like try to change things up and be playful and Mm. reconnecting with this inner child yeah (laughs) Uh, part of myself and yeah it's a process but i i can see how powerful it is every time i take a step in that direction so Mm.
1: yeah Yeah, definitely all right um so i think i just have like two questions left and the first one is uh, if you ever find yourself in a rut um, and you can't seem to come up with new ideas or you're just like feeling, you know, that feeling when you sit at your desk and it's like, Oh, you're just stuck and you don't know what to do. Like, do you have any tips for that situation?
0: I mean, it depends. Yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it's, sometimes it's because I decided that I was going to do this one thing and then I'm sitting there and it's just not happening. And, and then I have to try to break it apart and or talk with a friend or someone who know what I'm working on. And most of the time it's just like understanding that that's not what I'm supposed to work on right now. Mm-hmm. Like how about doing this other thing instead? And, and that feels way more joyful and fun uh, yeah. instead of like, yeah, sometimes it's just my mind having ideas about what I'm should do and (laughs) so (laughs) not believing my thoughts too much is one otherwise take a break yeah like not look at it for three days and do not work at all for a little while and go out do something else until i feel this excitement again
1: yeah and what about dropping projects? Like, if you never feel that excitement again, will you just walk away from something half finished, or <laughs> the
0: perfectionist? <is> like, <laughs> yeah, would what? you
1: really do that? <laughs> um,
0: also, it depends if it's a paid work or not. Obviously, obviously. but and also there is this. Um, some stories and some work i i can make only in the moment because it's some feelings or some experiences that i need to share that i'm going through right now and then then maybe i i lose it um if i don't do it when it's happening so that can happen like i feel inspired about something and i start working on it and when I try to pick it up again, like a month later, I just don't have it in me anymore. And then, Mm. yeah, then I just let it go.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. So, um, what about now? I mean, now you're doing the book, but do you have any dreams or ambitions or like a bucket list of things that you would like to work on or work with in the future?
0: Hmm. Um, I might need to take a little break from drawing after this, Uh, Um, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So I'm pretty open about what can happen next. And I can see in my life until now that I've been creative in many different ways. And at some point it was like cooking and having a food blog and taking pictures. And then I was living in the countryside and I started to make clothes out of wool and uh, oh so cool cool. like I have this collection of clothes with a friend and like so um, it didn't make sense at all while I was doing it I was like why are you doing it it's just supposed to be a graphic designer (laughs) Um, (laughs) but now I can see everything I learned through all those (laughs) experiences and I, I understand that it's just this creative Energy expressing itself in different ways. I I feel like I just want to create space and uh, see where it takes me. Maybe it has to do with dance and like more um, movement, and Mm. or maybe it's gonna be make very big paintings with a lot of colors, (laughs) like
1: the opposite of what I'm doing. Maybe make them while you're dancing. I mean. (laughs)
0: Um, and i would love to learn ceramic as well that's something i it's like i've been wanting to do that forever but i have this feeling that if i start i have to do it like 100 percent like i'm gonna have to spend some years with it so it's it's there in the back of my mind
1: Mm. I have to say that ceramics is really good for, I mean, I'm, I'm a recovering perfectionist, I would say, and ceramics, <laughs> yeah. ceramics helped me. It's so, so much because you can't control everything in the process, which is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, up and the color comes out wrong and it's dripping and you know in the beginning when I just started I was still doing my dot work and my my drawings like my process would be very much like a sketch and then inking it and everything would be very pure and very serious in that way and I couldn't do that with ceramics so I think it was my first push to sort of be more playful and let go of control a little bit and just like make a line and That line is going to be the one. There's not going to be like an eraser. And so I really recommend it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think that's what's attracting me so much in your work is like this. um, It's spontaneous and there is something wild you know and I know Mm. I I know I have some work to do to let go of many blocks and things I have to Mm. just allow myself to be messy and loud and
1: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and yeah
0: I think we all
1: we all need that we all need to be more wild (laughs) yes Yeah, that's a beautiful end note, I think. So the last thing is just if you want to tell people where they can find you.
0: Yeah, the best place to find me is on Instagram. And that's Elise, E-L-I-S-E dot Esposito, Esposito, And yeah, there you can follow the process with my book and see some drawings and even some dance
1: videos (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're very cool i recommend them and that's perfect i'm gonna put that in the show notes too so people can just click uh yeah so thank you so so much for talking to me i think this was a beautiful conversation
0: Mm, thank you for having me
1: thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of shadow work podcast You can find info about the artist I interview in the show notes below. And if you want to follow the podcast for updates and stories and inspirational quotes from other artists, we are at Shadow Work Podcast on Instagram and Facebook too. I really hope you were inspired by this episode. And if you know anyone else who might need to hear this conversation, please share it with them and feel free to leave us a five-star review. It really helps other people find the podcast.